Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We welcome your presence. Take over this service. Teach us. Cause us to know your ways and understand your ways. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus and you may be seated. And you may turn your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. We've been sharing in this church for several weeks now about the spirit of wisdom. We've been talking about the spirit of wisdom. And we are coming close to an end of this series, the spirit of wisdom. And we have shared so many things on this particular message. And we want to continue. Proverbs chapter 7, our chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Then it says, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory, shall she deliver to thee. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. It says, Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out seven pillars. She hath killed her beast. She hath mingled her wine. She hath also furnished her table. Hallelujah. It says, wisdom had built her house. Wisdom builds her house. Wisdom builds her house and he maintains or she maintains the house. She sets pillars to hold the house. It says, wisdom had built her house. She had hewn out seven pillars to contain or to support the house that she has built. It is wisdom that builds and maintains. But the fool builds and plucks down. Or the fool plucks down even what has been given to her. Hallelujah. And so we have been sharing about pillars of wisdom. Pillars of wisdom. We shared so many pillars. And um, I want to encourage all of you. Our messages are on our podcast. And you can visit our podcast and listen to these messages. And I believe they will bless you immensely. Now, the first pillar we talk about, we said, kill the beast in your home. To kill the beast in your home. You ought to listen to the message to understand what it means. But it's to kill the beast in your home. And the second pillar, we said, a firm decision not to divorce. A firm decision not to divorce. To make that decision not to divorce. And the third 
pillar, we said the pillar of order. The pillar of order. That God has set certain order in our lives and we ought to obey that order. And if we disobey that order that God has set, our homes do not stay. It destroys the stability in our homes. And the next one, we say the pillar of the presence of God. The pillar of the presence of God. And we shared so many things on that. And I believe last week we shared about the pillar of trust and loyalty. The pillar of trust and loyalty. Were you blessed from that message? That it is important for us to have trust in our relationship. Amen. Amen. We said so many things about trust and how to maintain or bring about trust in our homes. Didn't we? We said we can bring about trust. We read a scripture in Genesis chapter 21 and to 25. And there we realize that God is expecting us to have nakedness. Amen. Amen. To have transparency in our lives. Amen. Amen. If you want to bring trust in any relationship, it calls for nakedness. It calls for transparency. Hallelujah. The Bible says that for this reason shall a man leave father and mother and cleave unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And the, father, the, the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Amen. That means the two became one flesh. The two became one flesh when the husband, when the man leaves his father and mother and joins to his wife, they become one flesh. Amen. Amen. That means that they share the same eyes. So whatever the man sees, the wife ought to see also. There is nothing that ought to be hidden from the wife. Or there's nothing that ought to be hidden from the man. Isn't that so? There is no place that the man can go that the wife cannot go with him. Because they share the same feet. They become one flesh. Isn't that so? It says the man and his wife became one flesh. Amen. Amen. There is nothing that the man can touch that the wife cannot touch. There is no bank account that the wife, the man can touch that the wife cannot touch. Because they are one flesh. There is no bank account that the man's eyes can see that the wife's eyes cannot see. Isn't that so? So this bank statement that you always hiding, always hiding, you see, if you want trust, if you want stability in your home, there ought to be that nakedness. He says, and the man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. There is nothing that will embarrass the wife that will not embarrass the husband. So there is no situation where the man will sit somewhere and say things that will embarrass the wife because you are angry. That will not embarrass you because you are both one flesh. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That the wife will be so angry and with your friend and you see your husband coming and he says, look who is coming. Look at the fool. Look at the fool. Look at his head. You see, you are one flesh. Look at that fool. Irresponsible man. Look at his head. 
very irresponsible. You see, you cannot embarrass him and not be embarrassed because you are one flesh when there is nakedness. That is what brings stability in the home. Amen. The man has a phone that no one can see. Three passwords before you can see the contact. Before you can access the contact, you have three passwords. Why? Why? Amen. You're taking a shower and you put your phone on the shower store. Because you don't want anyone to have access to the phone. Just in case the phone rings and someone picks it. One day your phone is going to fall in the water. I told you about the man who was taking a shower and the phone was ringing. And he forgot to take the phone with him to the bathroom. So as he heard his phone ringing, he came out with all the soap on him to pick up the phone. Because there's something on the phone that the wife's eyes should not see. There's no nakedness. Amen. But if you want trust, if you want a home that is stable, there is nothing that you have to hide. Amen. There is nothing that you have to hide. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You cannot have friends that your husband does not know. Friends that your wife does not know. Isn't that so? And then when we ask you, you are trying to belittle certain things that, like some people are not important. You know? Who is this, who is this man that um, dropped you? <laughs> Let's let Douglas rest. <laughs> who is this man that drops you Every now and then. He said, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. You see, you make, you see, then he says, no, I'm asking you, who is this man that is always dropping? And then he said, ah, how are you embarrassing me? I mean, what do you think? Ernest? Ernest? Douglas? Douglas? Ernest? Nicholas? Come on. What do you think of me? You see, you are making him look like, but the man is something in your life. You see, so you have to be exposed. You have to be naked. When your husband knows all the friends that you have, there is no questioning. There is no questioning. He will not question you. Amen. You see, Adam and Eve, they were both naked, and they were not ashamed. So when Eve brought the apple, Adam didn't ask any question. Do you understand? Yeah. Some of you, 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 even the job that you have, your husband doesn't know. You're making a lot of money. He says, you, we don't know the job you have. Your husband, or your wife doesn't know the kind of work you do. And he say, all, all you need is that I give to you. That's, you should be happy. No, there ought to be nakedness. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor there ought to be nakedness. Some of you, we don't know you very well in the church. We don't know you. There's no nakedness. We don't know you. True or not true? Some of you, we don't really know you. In fact, some, thinking about that, some of you, we don't really know you. You know, we don't know where you work. We don't know who you live with. 
we want to visit you you don't want us to come to visit you what do you have that you are hiding some of you we don't really know you in fact that's a very important point that um because i you see i ought to i ought to trust you amen you ought to be naked amen Anyway, we will continue that message another time. But today, I want to share with you another pillar, another pillar, another important pillar we need in order to build a stable home. It is the spiritual dimension. The spiritual dimension. The spiritual dimension. Hallelujah. You see, it's not enough for a man and a woman to live together in a home as husband and wife. It's not just enough that they live together as a father and mother. There is another aspect of us that also exists and that also applies. And that is the spiritual dimension aspect of us. Hallelujah. That is a spiritual dimension. And it simply means, one, that a person or the the individual has personal relationship with God. A personal relationship with God. And two, obedience to the word of God. One, that you have a personal relationship with God. And two, the obedience to the word of God. Hallelujah. So we must have relationship with God as one of the strong pillars that maintains a stable home. Individual, personal relationship with God as a very strong pillar to maintain stability in the home. We must have a strong commitment to obey the word of God. A strong commitment to obey the word of God. You see, some of you do not have any commitment to the word of God. You don't have a strong commitment. You are not afraid of the word of God. You hear the word of God, but you don't obey it. Amen. Amen. But we ought to have a strong commitment to obey the word of God. It's not enough to have a relationship with God. You can have a relationship with God without a commitment to obey his word. Isn't that so? Yes. Some of you, the word of God doesn't mean much to you. Unbeliever Christians. Do we have unbeliever Christians? Yes. The word of God does not mean much to you. If the word of God says we should do this and we should not do that, it doesn't mean much to you. You choose to do what you want. It's not just enough to have a relationship with God. To say, I believe in God. It's not just enough to say, I believe in God. It's not just enough to say, we are a Christian family. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That, oh, our family, we are a Christian family. We go to church every Sunday. It's not good enough to say, I am a member of so-and-so church. It's not good enough. To make you feel that you have a personal relationship with God. 
you ought to have a strong commitment to obey the word of God. Hallelujah. You see, God made Adam and Eve and created the first home relationship. God is the one that made Adam and Eve and he created the first home relationship. Now, if you notice closely, or if you look closely, you realize that before the two came together, before Adam and Eve came together, they each had personal relationship or their own separate relationship with God before they came together. Before Eve came to Adam, God was with Adam. Before Eve came, God was with Adam. And God gave work to Adam. God was communicating with Adam. He gave him work. He says, let's see how you name these animals. God was fellowshipping with Adam. There was no Eve. There was no wife. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Then God saw a certain behavior with Adam. He saw the way Adam was going about things and doing things and handling things. And God is the one who concluded to himself, looking at Adam and saying, it is not good for the man to be alone. It is God. There was no Eve. And Adam was with God. All that Adam had was God. The only one that Adam was communicating with was God. So Adam had a personal relationship with God even before Eve came. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When Adam had an issue, when he had a difficult situation, it was God he would turn to. He would discuss it with God. When Adam saw something that he didn't understand, he would talk to God. And he was expecting answers from God. The Bible says, and the Lord God took her and brought her to Adam. So before Eve was brought to Adam, Adam didn't have anyone else. Adam had a relationship with God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, and then God put Adam to sleep. God put Adam to sleep. And during his sleep, whilst Adam was asleep, the Bible says God formed Eve. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I'm trying to show you that each one of them had personal relationship with God before they came together. Each one of them had personal relationship with God before they came together. God put Adam to sleep. And then he formed Eve. So by the time Eve was formed, Adam was asleep. And all that Eve knew was God. The only person that Eve knew was God. The Bible says, and God brought Eve to Adam. He brought Eve to Adam. It means Eve did not know Adam. I am glad that someone agrees with the scriptures. At least one person agrees with the scripture. It's very encouraging. Thank you, sister. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Eve did not know of Adam. 
She didn't know where Adam was. Eve did not know how to maneuver in the garden. She didn't know anything in the garden. It was God who brought Eve to Adam. Turn to Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. It says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. This God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. It wasn't a discussion with Adam. God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. The next verse, it says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowls of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. A deep sleep is like anesthesia. Do you understand? You are in an unconscious state. So, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This is the first time that Adam set eyes on her. Look at the previous verse. The previous one, verse 22. It says, And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and did what? Brought her unto the man. So it was God who was leading Eve. It was God who was walking with Eve. Eve's hand in God's hand. And then it says, we're going left. And then they will turn left. We're going right. God was communicating. God was fellowshipping with Eve. And the only voice that Eve knew was the voice of God. The only direction that Eve knew to follow was the direction that God was giving her. Amen. He says, and he, he brought her unto the woman, unto the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Hallelujah. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. They shall be one flesh. Hallelujah. So there was a period in their lives that they both didn't know each other. The only relationship each one of them had was the relationship with God. Isn't that so? That was the only relationship that each one of them had. This period of time before God brought them together. Now when God brought Eve to Adam, we didn't hear God giving them any instructions as to how to live together. What we do know is that God brought Eve to Adam. 
But the Bible didn't tell us that God gave them any specific instruction how they are going to live together as one flesh. God didn't, I mean, the Bible didn't tell us. We didn't hear God giving them instruction as how they are going to relate to each other. He didn't just, he didn't bring Eve, give them instructions. This is how you have to treat her. This is what you have to do when she does this. This is how you have to do. When she says this, this is how you have to respond. We didn't hear of that. God didn't give them such instruction and then left to go to heaven. The only thing we do know is that God said, I will make him and help meet for the man. I will make him and help meet for the man. He didn't tell Adam and about Eve, the role that Eve was to play to befit the role of help meet for the man. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Or you don't understand the message that I'm sharing? God did not tell Adam what role Eve was going to play to make her and help meet for him. There was no premarital counseling. God did not sit them down and say, before I put the two of you together, know this, know that, expect this, expect that. There was no such thing. And the reason was that God never intended to leave them alone. God never intended to leave them alone. Hallelujah. Now, if you have tasted a bit of marriage, you will agree with me that it is not just finding bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and so we are going to live together happily ever after. If you have tasted marriage for some time, you realize that it's not that easy. Sometimes you don't even know just what to do. Sometimes you're not sure even anymore what to do. Because what you are saying and what you feel, you feel so right. And when you hear her, she also feels so right. So sometimes you just don't even know what to do. It's not such simple as bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, we are going to live happily ever after. So it is something that man cannot easily figure out. In this relationship, it is not something that man can easily figure out. God never intended to bring them together and leave them. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? God never intended that he would just bring Eve and then let them flow and see how they can mingle together. But he intended to be with them and lead them on every day, daily, for his word to guide them in their relationship. Amen. Because he wanted to continue to be an active member of the relationship. Active member of the home. That is why he didn't give them any instructions. That is why he didn't tell them what to expect. But he was going to guide them day by day. Because Adam 
had never seen anyone like this. He had never seen amongst the animals, there was none like that. Oh, you don't understand. That's why he saw this and said, ah, now this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He had never seen one like that. Hallelujah. But she's not that simple. She's not that simple like that. That what what he was looking at is not something that simple. She's not anything like any of the animals. That he has been naming. So you say, I'll just call her a woman. She was not anything like any of the animals that Adam was hanging around with. Do you understand? This one is completely different. This one, she has her own mind. She has her own way of making decisions. Is somebody understanding the scriptures? (laughs) There are certain things that she values. Certain things that she treasures. Hallelujah. There are certain things that she analyzes in a certain way. There are certain things that she looks critically at. She's completely different from any of the animals that Adam was used to. Very complex creature. Very complex. You see, I grew up in a home, and I had two sisters and my mother, you know, and I went to all boys' school, you know, so I felt that, you know, I mean, with my sisters and my mother, you know, I knew them, I knew, if you ask me about a woman, I would say, oh, no, 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 it's not that simple like that, it's not that simple. When he brings one that is cleave unto you that you become, it's not that one. It's not that simple. I'm telling you, it's not that simple. You need God. I say you need God to guide you. Amen. This one is different. Different from any of the animals. She can communicate in so many ways. So many ways. Very complex ways. She can communicate even through her hairstyle. Whether she lifts it up or she lets it down, it's a communication, it's a message that she's giving you. Very complex. Very complex. Oh, yes. Very complex. Nothing like what you are. Adam, no, 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 no. See the animals jumping around like, no, 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 no. She's not like that. Very complex. Very complex. She can wear her hair scarf in a way that shows that she's ready to fight. It is a fight that is coming. The hair scarf alone, you should be able to read and see that this is a fight coming. I'm ready for a fight. Very complex. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Oh, yes. The shoes that she will choose to wear in a day is a message. I say it's a message. Whether she's wearing a very flat shoe or something that is very high, she's giving a message. Very complex. 
The dress you choose to wear for the day is a message. The color she will wear is a message. Nothing like Adam has seen before. This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Happily ever after. No, 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 no. Not like that. Not like that. Very complex. I said very complex. The color of the lipstick is a message. Different message for the one that she wore last time versus this one. It's a different message. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Certain type of walking is a message that I'm giving you. Certain type of walking means I totally disagree or I agree. Certain type of walking is to tell you that I totally disrespect you or I respect you. You don't know. No, no, no. no. It's a bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. Different, different from any of the animals. I say different. Certain look is to give you a message. If I'm looking a certain way, it's to give you a message. Certain types of answers is also to give you a message. Certain yes means no. I say a certain type of yes, the way it comes, it means no. Oh. You see, if you have tasted a bit of marriage, you realize that you need God to guide you to live with this particular one. Very complex. Very complex to understand. Amen. She's not like any of the animals. You know, she's not like any of the animals that Adam was commanding here and there. Hey, come here, sit down, go, get up, come. It's not like that. That she can tie rope around the neck and then hook on a tree and she will remain there. No, 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 no. This one is not like that. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Very complex. Very complex. And God was ready to show Adam step by step how to live with this one. That it's not the type that... Because Adam was used to commanding lions and um, elephants and, you know, come and they are coming, go and they are going. This one is not like that. This one is not like that. Nothing like that. But God was ready to show Adam that you can command her to do whatever you want. But simple way is to love her. Love you can get her to do whatever you want. That was that. Yes, love. Love her. It's not like any of the animals. The animals, you can tie a rope around the neck and she will stay here. But this one, if you show her love, she will stay here. She will not go anywhere. Completely different from the other creatures. Totally different. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Totally different. Handle with care. Handle with care. Delicate. Very delicate. Complex, delicate. Oh, yes. You can get her to do whatever you want as long as she feels that love. Not like the animals. 
So God didn't tell Adam any of these things. God didn't tell Adam any of these things because he intended to be an active member to guide them day by day. To guide them day by day. Hallelujah. Now, neither did Eve also know about the man. Eve did not know about the man. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I said, Eve did not know about the man. Eve didn't know that the man eats a lot. That he likes a lot of food. Eve didn't know that. Eve didn't know that the man is not a good observer. Do you understand? Eve didn't know that. That as for the man, somebody can walk by in a certain type of walk and he can't see anything. But the woman knows that this type of walk that just passed by, I can tell you it means five things. She's trying to tell you this. She's telling you this. She's telling you that Adam didn't know all of that. And Eve didn't know that Adam didn't know about these things. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? God didn't give them tips. That know this, know that, know that. Because it's a dynamic relationship. Dynamic relationship. It is ongoing and moment to moment you need the guidance of God. The guidance of God. So if they didn't know all of this, if they didn't know that the man does not pay attention to a lot of things, he is not detailed, attention to details. If they didn't know that, if they didn't know that the man was bossy, you see, if they didn't know that, you see, uh, the man was used to naming the animals and commanding the animals and doing all. But if they didn't know that, this is what the man was used to. But God intended to show the woman that as bossy as he is, as pompous as he feels, as high in his mind as he feels, as head of the household as he feels, if you want to command him, God intended to show him, to show her that just be submissive. Just be the neck under the head. And you can just turn his head. Just turn his head. Just turn him, whichever direction you want. As long as you are submissive. As long as he feels respect. As long as he feels respect. As long as he, he's experiencing that from you. You can turn his head whichever direction you want. And he will turn. As bossy as he is. God's way of guiding this relationship. God's way of guiding this relationship. Hallelujah. So he didn't intend to leave them any notes. Do you understand? He never left them any notes, tips written down, and you refer to, because he intended to guide them daily, on a day-to-day basis, by his voice. By his voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. 
they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the dark, in the cool of the day, as usual. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou, my people? Where are you? I am here. Where are you? Somebody understand what I'm saying? Perhaps God was going to ask them, how was your night? How was last night? Because he intended to fix things for them. He came. His voice was to guide them in this relationship. He says, where are thou? And Adam probably would have said, God would say, how was last night? And then he said, oh, I was, trying to, I was trying to touch her. I saw the animals mingling and all of them playing together, you know, male and female. And I was just trying to, but she says, hey, don't touch me. Hey. <laughs> and Adam and God may have said, oh, okay. So what happened then during the day? Did you open the car door for her? Oh, did you bring her flowers? Was it her birthday? Did you remember? If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, God would have asked Adam, what happened the day before? Tell me what happened the day before. When you came from work, did you kiss her? When you came, did you see her hairstyle and you made a comment on it? And God would have shown the man that it's not like the animals. It's not like the animals. She is different. As long as she feels that love, as long as she feels that pompous, when you touch her, she will open up to you. That is how God intended to guide them in the relationship. He said, the animals, when they want, they just take. But this one, she's different. She's different. She needs to be pampered. She needs to feel love. And whatsoever you want, you will get. That was God's guidance for them. That was, God intended to guide them through his voice. God intended to guide them day to day through his voice. God did not leave them notes because he intended to be with them, to have relationship, personal relationship with each one of them. We are the ones that need notes. We are the ones that need John and James and Matthew and Genesis and Leviticus and Malachi because we, our sins have driven God away from our lives. But for Adam and Eve, the voice of God was his word. His word was what was going to guide them on a day-to-day basis. So to Adam and Eve, the voice of God is the book of John. The voice of God is the book of Matthew. The voice of God is the first Peter. The voice of God is Revelation. The voice of God is Genesis to them. God intended to be with them in that relationship on a day-to-day basis. Hallelujah. Are you understanding the scriptures? So say, Adam, where are thou? Where are thou? Where are thou? I was coming to fix your last night's issue. I was coming to fix your last night issue. And then Adam would have said, oh, I didn't know. When she said, leave me alone, I thought she needed some me time. 
And so I left her alone. You see, it is man's wisdom to have a me time. God's way is to love and there will be no need for a me time. It is man's wisdom. And so God intended to guide them with his wisdom. The wisdom of God. Look, anything that God has created, you cannot eliminate him and expect that it to be successful. Anything that God has created. And marriage was not made by any man. Hallelujah. But what happens is most couples invite God to the ceremony. And when they are done, they pack them somewhere. But anyone who intends to have a successful, happy, stable home relationship, you need personal relationship, both the man and the woman. Personal relationship with God to be guided, the guidance of God by his word and by his voice to guide you in that relationship. But you see, whenever you are preaching a message like this, there are some people that will say, oh, but there are so many people who are not Christians and they've been married for many years. Oh, there are so many people who don't know God, but they've been married for many years. You see, you don't leave your marriage to fate. Do you understand? You see, what I mean by that is, for instance, if at the end of service we say, oh, there's Sunday school children want to, they said they wanted candy. And so we opened the door and then we left them out there. They, they should go to Walgreens all by themselves, cross the street and go and get candy. You see, some of them may make it to Walgreens. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Some of them may make it to Walgreens, but some of them may not make it. Is it a wise thing to leave them and say, go, and they will make it? Is it a wise thing for you to say that, oh, last week we let the kids go and a lot of them got to Walgreens so I can let my kid go? So you don't leave your marriage to fate. God intended to be a part of your marriage. So you can't say that, oh, some people don't know God and they are married. Their marriage is to fate. Any little storm, there is no stability. Any wind, any storm that rises, it blows off the marriage. When there is no God. Any storm. Any storm. Hallelujah. That is why you need a church. I said, that is why you need a church. You see, most of you who are in the church, you know, and you hear certain messages and you continue to enjoy your relationship. You continue to enjoy relationships at home and the peace at home. And sometimes you are not even conscious of the effect of the church. You are not even conscious of how the word of God is guiding you. Do you understand? Sometimes it is like having a heater in the house. You know, you are at home and there is the radiator and it's there. And the way the heat from the radiator comes is very slow blowing. And it's slow blowing and it's going on. And it's warming the house. It's warming the house. 
and that little radiator that you have no respect for, sometimes you hang things even on, sometimes you block it with the furniture, you have no idea that it is that radiator that is keeping you comfortable in the house. Do you understand? You have no idea that. And sometimes when you are in the house and it's so warm and comfortable, you see, because it doesn't come on with full strength, with heat, because it will burn you. But it is subtle. It is subtle, and it keeps you warm, and it keeps you going, and it keeps you. And sometimes you forget that even outside is cold. You forget that outside of this place is cold. It is when someone from the outside, when someone from the outside walks in, comes in, shivering, then you realize that outside is cold. Sometimes it is when you talk to some of your relatives that you realize that the church is such a powerful place to keep your relationship going. But sometimes, you see, you, you take it for granted because the warmth that comes from the radiator is very subtle. It's very subtle. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You have no idea that it is what is keeping your relationship from freezing. But it's only when you turn off the heater, when you turn off the radiator, then you realize that this is keeping you warm in the house. This is keeping you comfortable in the house. But it's only when it's turned off, then you place certain value on it. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Then you place certain value on it. But you may not admire it. You may not place so much value on that radiator, but it's keeping you comfortable. It's keeping you comfortable. That is why sometimes even you are in the house, you don't pay attention to it. Or you don't even know it is there. That's why some of you, you come when you want. But it is what is keeping you going. And it's when it's removed, then you realize that you are freezing then you are freezing. You see, we are all like um, grenades. You know what is a grenade? We are all like grenades that is ready to burst. A grenade that is lighted, that is ready to burst. And sometimes it takes you just leaving your underwear in the bathroom, not putting the toilet seat on to turn the radiator, the, the, the grenade on to start blasting. Sometimes it takes just one simple conversation to turn the radiator, the grenade, from blasting. Sometimes it takes one move, just one little move, but the word of God has ability to contain the burning of the grenade. The word of God has a way to contain the burning of the grenade such that as it is burning, as it is burning, sometimes you are so angry that you don't even know what to say to the next person. So angry. But then when you come to church, and then you go back, see that the word of God tends to burn the grenade. As the grenade is building up the energy to blast, you see the word of God tames it. It tames it. It tames it. And we are able to live with one another. But potentially, we all have the ability to blast. We all have the ability to explode. But somehow, the word of God contains us. And it contains us. And we are able to live with one another. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We have a lot to share, but um, 
our time is up and we have other things. But we cannot maintain this home without personal relationship with God, without a spiritual dimension. We cannot maintain the home without a spiritual dimension with God. For God did not intend to leave the father and the mother alone. God did not intend to leave the husband and the wife alone. God intended to be a very close relation, in very close relation with a couple. Therefore, the man should have a relationship with God and the husband, the wife should have a relationship with God because each one of them had a relationship before they came together. It is not now that you are together that you throw God out. Each one of you should seek the Lord for yourself. You should read the scriptures for yourself. You should pray for yourself. You should wait on the Lord for yourself. You should hear the voice of God for yourself. It is that which guides you. It is that which will lead you. It is that which will show you how to relate with one another. Put your hands together for the Lord. And let's stand to our feet. Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord, for your wisdom. It is not the wisdom of this world. Lord, the wisdom of this world cannot contain what you have created. For you say, they are foolishness to the world. Your wisdom, they are foolishness to the world. Oh, yes. We are thankful, Lord. We are grateful this afternoon. Indeed, O oh Lord, when all is said and done, you are the only one that matters. You are the only one that we need. Father, what can we do without you? You say we can do nothing without you. That is why we welcome you in our homes. That is why we need you in our families. We need you in our homes. We need you in our relationships. In all that we do, oh God, we need you. We need you, God. We need you. In the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. But you want to have that personal relationship with God. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your own life. You want to have a personal relationship with God. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to walk with Jesus. If that is you, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. If that is you, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to welcome Jesus into your life. You hear the voice of God. Hacking. If you will hear the voice of God today, you can hear a small still voice telling you today is your day. Do not leave this place without giving your life to Christ. Without receiving Jesus Christ into your life. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Can you hear him calling you? Can you hear him? If that is you, let me pray with you. Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful. We are grateful. 
we thank you lord for the gift of salvation in jesus name amen hallelujah We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.